Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Such a madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and today I'm joined by a few of my brothers here. Let's go around the table, see how everybody's week was as we get ready for the holidays. I'm going to start with the great Aussie Dave. What's up, man? Good, mate. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. I'm tired today. You know yeah. why, though? It's not like sleepy tired. I'm tired because I'm getting ready for marathon weekend. I'm training mm. and I've been cramping really bad. And so I am drinking um, these packets that are like a supplement, you know, like a hydration packet. But then I'm adding um, Himalayan pink uh, salt. Uh, you, you soak it in water. You let it sit, settle. And then you take two tablespoons of the water that's left and put in your drink, too. Just to get the sodium back that I'm I'm burning off whenever I work out. There's something about you saying Himalayan pink salt that makes me go, okay, but you just lost all credibility on the no, whole. Man, it's like, got to be the it's got to be okay, Himalayan okay. pink sea salt. That's what it has to be. Got it. Be regular got salt. It. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I like them. There's a a type of uh, chips that do a uh, vinegar with Himalayan sea salt. Yeah, um, yeah that's pretty good. I love um, sea salt. It's I delicious. Love sea salt so, uh, chips. Wow, I can't talk. There we go. You're doing great. We we should do something where we have a conversation. Um, no, I'm I'm good. It's been a busy week. Um, I'm uh, in the process of starting a new job, which is fun. Um, and we'll have more details on that soon. But yeah, like we're just busy, busy, busy. And then like this time of year, like it's just insane. Trying to figure out like had to. My daughter had to wear a, a Christmas sweater uh, at the end of last week. And so we had like, there's just, it's one thing after another, but it's all good fun. So it keeps me on my toes. Whenever they send home the emails from school and they're like, oh, oh it's so just, you brought that up because I had to go to Walmart today because on Friday they're doing spirit. They pretty much, they took Harry Potter and they just, they just stole from Harry Potter. So at Riley's school, okay. they have four houses and you get sorted into a house at the beginning of the thing. And the kids love it. You know what I mean? And then like Friday, they're having a, uh, like a, I mean, rally. we had houses when I was at school 20 something years ago. Really? Did you not have houses? No, I went to school. I went, I'm so old that I went, sat in a desk and they actually just taught. We didn't do fun things in school. It didn't happen. Oh, okay. No, we had, we had like, Four houses, and then like the school had grown, and I think they then split it, and we went to like six houses. It was yeah, yeah while I was there. So anyway, was so thing. you had to go to Walmart for oh, green yeah. face paint, and they didn't have it, of course. So and then uh, I had to order on Amazon and try to get it here before. Friday. I was in the well, greenhouse yeah, as well. Fun, yeah. uh, super fun. Let me yeah. go and check on my brother who was just here with me. We had an amazing time uh, spending some time together. We're watching. Uh, finally watched Goodfellas, and that is the great Mike. What's up, man? I'm doing good. I started off my week really well. I mean, you know, starting off on a weekend, I had an absolute blast. Um, more importantly, I think I sent you a text message. Thank you to Katie for driving our um, our um, adult beverage uh, 
parched people around. I was glad that she was able to take us around and kind of enjoy some time with us. And, you know, Katie and uh, Riley was a trooper hanging out with us, too. So it uh, started off my week really, really good. Um, it's a busy, busy week for me. It's actually a six-day work week. I'm supposed to be off tomorrow, but I got stuck with mandatory training. Nothing like throwing in a little mandatory training right before the end of the year just to kind of, you know, socketeer right before the holidays. But um, but once this week's over, I will be in New York. So I, I mentioned it before. I'm really not looking forward to going back up to New York. I am looking forward to seeing my friends. I'm not looking forward to seeing the cold. Um, looking forward to seeing my mom. But um, but other than that, I kind of have the end in sight, and then I'm going to be off for a week, and then you know, kind of go right to Christmas. So uh, it's full speed ahead in this household. I think I think all my Christmas shopping's done. I got to get a couple more things before I head down to New York. This way, I have it when I get back, and um, that's pretty much it. Other than that, I'm just kind of plugging along and uh, you know, taking it day by day. Uh, well, I tell you, I had a blast, man. We had so much fun. We hit a ton of places here in Charleston. Went downtown. Just had an absolute blast. It was it was a ton of fun. Um, but yeah, I tell you, it's the holidays are just sneaking up. It's crazy. Uh, let me check on the other guy who's here tonight with us. My brother, the great Joe Q. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? How are you tonight? Uh, it's been a good week. Uh, I spent last Thursday at the 2024 DVC annual condominium association meeting at the uh, contemporary. That was an interesting meeting. A lot of fun. Uh, I will say this, man. DVC did a really riveting. Yeah. DVC did a really good job. Put this on. Um, they had like refreshments. It was very well organized. Plenty of seating. Uh, I will give them credit. They made all of the executives available to all the members that were present. So that was, that was really cool. Um, I did get my FaceTime with the three general managers or the general manager and the two assistant manager of Saratoga Springs. I told them how much I loved my home resort and I'm Saratoga Joe. Like, and, is uh, that like staring into the face of God for you? Was, what is that? I think did, they were, did you cry? they were staring at me like with eyes wide open, how excited I was about to tell them how great right. the resort was. So right. uh, there was no line for Saratoga either, which I, I found very interesting, you know, but, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised no, by that, but okay. But it, um. it was a lot of fun. No, seriously. It was a lot of fun. Learned a lot. You know, we all saw the news about the DVC with the poly being in the, uh, current HOA, um, the H2O products, uh, Disney actually bought the formula from H2O as they went out of business. So all you H2O right. fans out there, uh, they will be rebranded in uh Disney, I guess, uh, different kinds of Disney, um, you know, containers, I guess. So that's going to be hanging around, which I think is great. And a bunch of other little things about refurbs and stuff and, you know, stuff that maybe our regular audience isn't really too interested in. But it was a lot of fun. Great meeting. And I'm taking Friday off from work, and I'll be down at Lake Buena Vista playing some golf with the guys from the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. So having a good time uh, playing some golf at LBV this weekend. So, yeah, but good to be here with you guys tonight. I absolutely love it. Hey, let me do a little housekeeping and kind of catch everybody up on what is expected over these next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, a lot of podcasts take time off over the holidays. Yeah, that's not us. We don't do that. Um, so we do have, uh, when you listen to this, this is the 19th. You, as of right now, if uh, if you're a patron, of course, it's 17th. But if you're listening to it on the regular feed, it is the 19th, and you have less than a week before the big guy comes to your house with all the great gifts. So make sure you are ready. Uh, something a little special will be coming out on Christmas Day uh, from us to you. It'll be a special episode, and we hope you enjoy it. Something you listen to with the entire family. And, uh, and then, of course, the next week is New Year's, and we will have an episode that drops uh, on that week as well. So um, uh, stuff still coming out from DDP today and our other shows. You, of course, uh, just go back and check out the newest Split Stay episode that just dropped. Uh, Universal Unleashed has two episodes that have dropped as well and uh, all kinds of great content coming at you. So just want to do a little housekeeping there before we roll in the holidays that we, unlike a lot of people, we're not taking the holidays off. We're here 
to talk Disney and to uh, do our best to entertain you. Um, so uh, let me also chat really quickly as we get ready for Marathon Weekend. Lots of details are being released on that over at DDP Sorcerer Running Family over on the page over there. We do have our chat, our WhatsApp chat for anyone who is going to be around the parks or running. And uh, we'll be releasing meetup opportunities and uh, stuff. The details for that uh, coming up with that, too. So that'll be a lot of fun. And then I will be chatting with these guys. We are trying to get together for our patron family one more um, trivia event before the end of the year. So we will do our best, but we also want to work with your schedules as well for our Patreon. Uh, so we'll have that for you. But let's get into tonight's topic now that we've gone through all the housekeeping. And let's talk about something that is very, very important for a lot of people. And it may be something that you haven't thought about. And that is some tips if you are going to be visiting Walt Disney World with a large group. So what is a large group, Dave, whenever we talk about it? Because a lot of people might say, hey, I go by myself all the time. So a large group to me is four or five people. What are we talking about in this episode? I mean... Disney like to put things into little boxes, and if it uh, and if there's this many people, this needs to happen. This many people, this needs to happen. Um, basically anything more than ten. Uh, ten seems to be one of those beautiful little cutoffs that they like to use. Um, as a for because I mean you can easily get to ten. You get like two small families with some grandparents involved or something, um, all joining together, and suddenly you're at ten people. As soon as you start hitting that eleven, twelve mark, uh, it starts to get a little bit more complicated to get everything organized and achieved. Um, and so really, we're we're talking eleven plus tonight when we're um. But I mean, this a lot of what we talk about this evening can be applied for anything from eleven to forty three. Like, if you go with more than forty three people, just just stay don't home. go. Just 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 don't don't. stay home. That's organize it for everybody else and then as, stay home. Like, as someone just, who's yeah, organized want... multiple Disney trips for like 90 people. Um... <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be there, okay? Let me tell you right now. You're, you're, you're doing yourself a favor. Just, just yeah, you're done. I'll never forget the first DDP trip we did when we did the cruise. We, uh, you know, we were at Bay Lake Tower and we, we chartered a bus and the bus picked us all up at Bay Lake Tower to take us out to port. So we're all on this charter bus. We had mimosas for everybody on the bus and stuff like that. And I was so stressed trying to make sure everyone was where they needed to be and had the documents they needed and all that kind of stuff. And I think Mike could see it on my face that I got on the cruise ship and I, when one thirty hit and the rooms became available, I literally went in the room and I just collapsed on the bed for like 30 minutes. And Katie was like, don't you want to come out and like, you know, uh, start to party. I'm like, I need half hour just to kind of get my. I just brain need straight. to recenter yeah. and focus. Yeah. And that was actually going to be the first thing that I wanted to bring up as we head into this, because if we are talking about having bigger group, um, there is nothing that will mess everything up than seventeen opinions on what should be going on. Um, and as and here's the thing: if we're doing an an episode for DDP today, um. We've probably like the people that choose to listen to this are um are by my way of thinking two groups of people. One, they're some of our regular listeners. They are the designated Disney person in their family who passionately take the lead on a situation like this, or there's somebody who has decided that they are in charge of a large group 
they jumped into a podcast app to see if there was an episode about this and the metadata decided to figure out that um, they should listen to this. And so if you fit one of those two groups, um, you're probably already that person. Um, but my my recommendation would be that if it is you, keep a tight hold on those reins um, and centralize the information because when there are 17 different theories of what's going on and who's in charge and who is organizing it, it is the number one thing that is going to cause more stress and just completely derail any and all plans that are currently being made. So be the designated person, take charge, um, or know who that is and be willing to relinquish uh, so that, that, control if it's not you thoughts 100%. yeah 100 percent. so one of the things too is really you and dave nailed it uh mike is you everyone needs to communicate bef well before the planning phase even starts you need to have kind of that designated leader of the group but everyone needs to communicate and be on the same page when you start planning a disney trip yeah, uh, I haven't had the experience of going with family to go on these large trips. Um, obviously, it's been, thankfully, you've done a fantastic job. When it comes to the DDP trips, you've kind of taken the reins on that. So you're the one who I can kind of, you know, guide on that. But a lot of times, you know, when my girls do the cheerleading trips, because they go down quite a bit, um, before the cheerleading, it was always gymnastics. Um, when we go down for competitions, a lot of the Disney families, well, a lot of the people going down know that we're kind of like the Disney family. And they look to us for this advice on this, like, what should we do? What where are we going to go? What's you know, because some of these families, the only time they ever go to Disney is when their kids are competing, and you really can't even call that a vacation because they're just kind of going down there to see the competition. A lot of times, the kids don't even make it into the parks because they're so busy with doing the stuff. It just happens to be in the you know, the area and the zip code of Disney World, and um, you know, the novelty of saying you're going down to Disney to compete, which is fantastic for them. So, I, I kind of get stuck with the reins on this a little bit, and, and I'm and I'm kind of like that go to person when they're kind of looking to you you know, get a dining reservation or where to meet up or what to do because they have these big parties. Um, makes it a little bit harder for us too when we're doing these things because, you know, depending upon how the girls fall in the competitions, their, their mat time can change. And, you know, maybe they think they were going to compete at 10 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. Then it gets moved to a 5 o'clock. And if you're trying to, you know, joggy, you know, reservations for something for a large group of people, it's tough when, you know, you have to have a fluid timetable that can change sometimes. Um so I'm, I'm extremely thankful that when we do the DDP trips, I have you to bounce this off of. Um, when I do have the, uh, you know, the cheerleading trips and the families are kind of looking to us to kind of guide that, I just get a broad, you know, text group going and saying, hey, this is what we're planning on doing. If you can kind of make it, we're going to try and do that. Uh, only because if you start making too many plans or if you start getting too individual stuff, people get their own opinions. Like, well, I don't want to go eat here or I don't see something on the menu. So it definitely becomes difficult. So um, I, I've been in that position where they wanted me to be the mouthpiece and um that could be tough times yeah definitely uh joe i was looking for an email uh i haven't i didn't even tell you guys because most of them i don't even pay attention to these things because we get them every now and then uh we were voted by some website as the 13th um best family friendly podcast in the united states nice. 2023 um wait not disney related not disney just... yeah just podcast uh now you know i it's i 13th. don't know. 13th baby it's awesome dude <laughs> made my night 
Uh, we are the number. Like, there's a couple different Disney podcasts on that list, but we're uh, we're at the top. We're uh, we're the top one. Uh, we come ahead of of some other ones. So that's a, that's always fun. I'm, and I I think I deleted the email. I don't think I have it. I'm so still then for so it. me talking about metadata randomly putting us in people's feeds. That might actually be a thing. Yeah, oh, I would say so. Yeah, hundred percent. Once um, again, I come back to I didn't know people listen to this. <laughs> Uh, so I just sit here talking. I meant, to, I meant to tell you guys, and I completely forgot until just now when we were chatting. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I think I need to tell those guys that email came in." This is all um, about so, Melanie just having some alone time. She calls us all. We bring you on here, Dave, just so she can have some alone time with the girls. So yeah, she really appreciates it. <laughs> uh, Joe, you know the importance of communication, man. Whenever you know you have a big bunch of people, and they're all going to want to go to Disney. And the problem is, everyone, whenever you have a large group, comes at it from a different space some people haven't been to disney in 10 years have no idea the changes that have happened in the parks some people are like you said the people listening to these podcasts who are the experts who know what to do and i think sometimes whenever people are looking at the price tag of disney they go well i don't want to just turn over my you know decision making to one person but to be successful with a large group at disney it has to happen well i definitely think that our ddp family is kind of the uh benchmark of working together because we've done this with uh, our Universal Unleashed uh, uh, trips down to SeaWorld and to uh, Universal Studios where we have a large, diverse group. Everybody's got different experiences in the parks down there, right? But everybody has different uh, sort of goals of what they want to do. Uh, we do a lot of things together. They're very well planned out. You know, Justin, you obviously you and Dan take the lead. Uh, on those plans. Um, even we had a couple of times where we had a split up for large groups. You know, Dave kind of got into his old mode and we kind of kept the groups together as we split up and then reconvene later on. And, and as the, as the trip went on, for example, Mike and I wanted to hit some of the other coasters one day, we went and did our own thing. And, and some of the other group wanted to do some other things over in the studio side of the house. So I think our group is really the benchmark because everybody does the main stuff together. And everybody understands that. But we also understand at the same time that everybody has individual goals, uh, for what they want to accomplish during their trip. And that's really important. And it's really important for the group not to be upset when everybody doesn't do everything together. And I think that's really important because you do also need your own alone time as well. You don't mm -hmm. need to do every single thing and move as a unit for the next you know, three, four days. I mean, you can do some stuff alone at the same time. So I think that, you know, we as a group, I think do a great job. Uh, and that all goes down to communication from the very start of the planning of the trip through to the actual execution when you guys are in the park. So that definitely is a really important uh, aspect of your trip planning. Well, another thing, and you, you nailed it too, because this is the question I think I get the most from people who have never done a DDP trip. And, you know, I think it maybe can be a bit overwhelming to think about because a lot of people, whenever they come on these trips, they think, you know, before they come on the first one, they think, well, like, what's the plan? What's going on? Like, what all's plan? And really, whenever we do DDP trips, and I think this is a great tool to use, like Joe was saying, whenever you are planning a trip with a, with a large group is, hey, don't be stuck to a complete plan for the day. Plan little moments and then allow people to make decisions off of those little moments if they want to continue with you uh, for whatever you're going to do. Or maybe they do want to branch out and then they can catch back up at that second or third little moment that's going to be happening in the afternoon or the evening. Um, and that's that's really uh, crucial and key. And, you know, we see it a lot with the DDP trip, like you said, Joe, where or the Universal Unleashed trips, where, you know, it's not a, hey, we are meeting at 8.30 a.m. for breakfast. Then at 10 a.m. we're going to head to CityWalk. And at 10.15 we're riding a Hulk and then, you know, or stuff like that. Or with DDP trips on cruises where, hey, we're by the pool at 9. We're doing breakfast at 9. It's just not the way 
we do trips and it's also i don't think the way you can successfully do a large group at walt disney world i think you do need to have those benchmark moments throughout the day where you can meet up but with that you need to be able to allow people to kind of make their own decisions but overall having one person that sets those original benchmarks having one person that kind of uh, understands the process of the planning of it is really, really crucial to being successful in your Walt Disney World trip. So with that in mind, um, let, let's talk about those benchmarks. Which ones are your pivotal ones? Um, a great one that uh, came to my mind when I was thinking through this topic, I actually did some prep for this topic. I mean, Dan's not here, so I felt I should. Um, one of the things that came to my mind and a question I wanted to ask is, would you do more than one park in a day? Uh, I would not, not with a large group. Um, I, I think it's the same answer. answer yeah, I, I, I think it's, I think it's too much for a lot of people to comprehend and to do. There is enough, especially if you're with a large group to do at any of the four Walt Disney world parks that you don't need to park off. I, to be honest, man, I don't recommend a lot of people park off. I, I, I just, I think it may be one of the most overrated things to do at Walt Disney world. Now, Disneyland's a whole different story. Like, you, right. you have to park hop at Disneyland. But at Walt Disney World, I think park hopping may be one of them. Now, it's gotten easier. Like, if you want to do Hollywood Studios Epcot or Epcot to MK, like, it's a little easier with the transportation methods that are there. But I just, especially with a large group, it gets too confusing, too fast for people to be able to understand, especially, you know, um, with what we've had over these last few years with park hopping regulations and, and reservations and all that kind of stuff. Um, so no, I think you stay at one park and you plan for that day and set those benchmarks in that park. But also let's talk about one thing really quickly that a lot of people don't think about. And Mike, that's the importance of making sure you have that person, that leader that is helping set up all of the My Disney Experience accounts and having everything linked before you go. Yeah, I, that could be one of the most overwhelming, you know, confusing things. Um, my sister, who just went back to Disney after a few years, she wasn't used to using the app. You know, she was in the old school paper tickets kind of thing, not using the app as much. Um, you know, and speak to the people before you go to make sure. Obviously, you're all on the same app. You got everything all taken care of. You got all, you know. Get your get your priority list of what people want to do and have a chat about this. Don't just do this on the fly. Say, hey, these are our priorities. This is what we want to get taken care of. Um, you know, the most important thing for us to do is going to be Rise of the Resistance, or it's going to be, uh, you know, Slinky Dog, or whatever, whatever, it's, whatever the group in general wants to do. You want to get a good idea of that before. Um, one thing that we've kind of done on our trips, and I would definitely recommend doing that, is set up some sort of group chat. You know, we've done the um, if you didn't do the text, you know, just with the actual phone numbers, we've done the the WhatsApp, WhatsApp? Yeah. and uh, it's been absolutely fantastic. Um, we've had some great conversations that go on there. Kind of gives people an idea of where they're going. Um, it also gives an idea of people of something they might want to try you know when they're when they're getting some ideas in there but um getting getting sunk getting synced up the entire group with the my disney experience is key because we know what a key that is to the actual parks itself and um if you're not using that don't know how to utilize that or haven't been familiar with it then you could really not give yourself the kind of day you should have if you're spending the day out disney world let me give some advice really quickly and and i want to see if you guys agree with this if you're someone who does not go to Disney, but you're going with a large group, right? So let's say you haven't been to the parks. You go once a decade or once every five to seven years, okay? You have a My Disney Experience account. 
you don't use it. The only reason you have it is because you have like Hulu or Disney Plus at home or ESPN account or something like that. If you're traveling with somebody you're good friends with or family and they're part of that large group, I would highly recommend having them link your reservation to their My Disney Experience account and just letting them handle it. Um, I think it's easier. Everything's in one place. I just think it's for someone who's not going all the time, it is one less stress that you need to worry about that someone else can take on. The people in this group right now understand uh, how to do this. And if you're listening to this, most of the time you're that person like we're talking about. But I highly recommend don't overwhelm the people in your group that don't understand the product if you do understand it. Just link theirs to yours and be done with it. Right. Like, think how much we all had to have had to go through over literal years of learning the ins and outs of this app and how to do stuff and when to do stuff and all of that and trying to explain that to somebody. Now, if they're going on their own like, and you're like, okay, this is what you want to do and you, you've got your download on how you teach somebody, that's fine. But if they don't need to, don't put that on them and don't give yourself that headache. Look at them and go, I have your tickets. I have your reservation. It's all organized. It's all in your app. You don't need to touch it and give them a PDF yep. uh, file of the itinerary. It's the same information. Like, yeah, take the extra steps out. Make it simple for yourself. Make it simple for them. Um, treat Treat that brother-in-law, and we all know who he is. Don't say his name out loud. Treat that brother-in-law like you're going to treat grandma. That person that is just like trying to get their hands into everything and make things more difficult needs to be treated the exact same way as grandma who doesn't want to know anything about it and just wants to show up. Tell them, put them on that same page. Be like, this is your itinerary. Your Yes, you have an account and I know that you use it for your ESPN sign-in. You don't need to touch it. I've got it taken care of. Like, just remove that headache. If they want to use the app to, let's say, access their room or something like that, set up a temporary password on your own account and give them your login and or log into yeah. the app for them, and then you can change it when you get home. But, Joe, this brings me to this. I no, think no, really quickly. Yeah, if they're yeah. arguing with you, if they're arguing with you, here's what I want you to do is I want you to tell them about this podcast episode, send it to them, tell them to fast forward to this moment right here. Huh. Hi, my name's Dave. I'm telling you that your friend is doing the right thing for you. You don't need to touch the app. Just give them that soundbite and let them walk away. Now you can go to Joe. Joe, I think it is of the utmost importance, especially with a large group, that everyone, and I'm talking everyone in the group, orders Magic Vance. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing because... Disney wants you to use your phones for everything now, right? Everybody's got different phones. Some have Android, some have Apple, some are newer, some are older. Some people have portable batteries with them, some don't. Um, you don't know if, if your phone's going to die at one time. If people don't know how to get into the app to unlock their door, or if you're doing fast passes together, or, or sorry, lightning lanes together, and you've got a large group and you're traveling on, and the one person's holding everybody up because they don't have, they're not into the, the proper app. It, it just makes things so much easier just to have the credit card linked to a magic band, your room linked to a magic band if you're staying on property. It just keeps things simple and easy. That's why they designed it. It just, it just makes because 
you start messing with like phones and Bluetooth and everything else. It's not working. It's just, it's going to turn into a headache. Everybody doesn't. And, it, and honestly, even if you have older people traveling with you that might not be as smartphone savvy, it's just easy. Here, grandma and grandpa uses, wear this band. It's cool. They'll do your pictures. They'll do everything for you. So yeah, it's a hundred percent the best way to do it. And it makes the trip more fun. You could do some other things where, you know, you can get matching um, sliders for everybody, or you could do like the, the, uh, the customized, uh, uh, you know, the wraps band for covers. bands. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's how I met Jason years ago. You know I mean? So you can have, you can have some fun with it as well. So 100%. And now right. you're on the show. Think about that. Isn't that I crazy? Know. If you didn't, if you didn't have that, I wouldn't be here. So blame the magic bands. <laughs> uh, it's one of those things, Mike, where it, like we, Dave and I were just chatting about too. If you take over the app and you take care of linking everything, you have their tickets linked, you have their reservation linked. If you just hand them a magic band and you say, here, put this on and wear it every day. And that's what you're going to, it takes all of the headache out of there. Like they have no reason to be confused ever. Just pretty much, Hey, this is what we're doing. You can look at our plans through the app. Boom. Um, but you have this, this is how you're going to get on, uh, for genie plus for lightning lanes. You're gonna, you know, you can do purchases, you, everything's set up for you. Yeah. That's a fantastic thing for somebody who's not accustomed to it. Who's used to using it. Um, you know, it can get very, even for us, people that know it very well, it can get overwhelming very quickly. Um, so to be able to have somebody in your group that can just knock that out for you, say, just do this, you know, silly goose, um, you know, just do what you would tell you to do, put this on, don't ask questions. And you know, we'll kind of guarantee your fun a little bit. Um, I think that's the best thing, the, the best way to do it. Um, and take that responsibility off of them. So they don't feel like they're going to ruin the trip either by being overwhelmed by stuff that they don't know about. So, um, I think that's definitely a fantastic point. I love calling adults silly gooses. I think <laughs> it makes me so happy when I look at silly a complete geese. stranger. No, it's like a complete stranger, right? And say they do something oh, okay. silly, and I just go, you're such a silly goose. And they look you're at me like, what goose. is wrong with this guy? This guy's loose. I mean, we look at you like, what is wrong yeah. with that guy uh, on a regular basis? So. Joe, one of the things that's really, really important too, man, is we talked about communication before. We talked about having a leader. We talked about um, you know, setting up the, the app. But a lot of people, and I get this email a lot, and look, it's hard enough when it's like, a family of four or five, it's really hard if you've got a big group of 16 to 20 people trying to go to Walt Disney World and they email me, which, hey, look, I'm here to help. I'll do everything I can. But they're doing it 30 days before their arrival date to try to get a room at, at a resort. Oh, yeah. You've got to plan well ahead of time and get rooms and get tickets and get everything set up as far in advance as possible. Um, it's just, it's it's almost near impossible to get rooms close to each other uh, get certain room categories and all that at a resort that you want for the price range you need if you don't plan ahead of time. Oh, you just hit the nail on the head. Like You could probably get rooms, but you're going to pay a lot more for them. You're not going to get the type of category that you want. Just for an example, you might want to stay at, um, you know, you want to stay at Pop Century. They fit your budget perfectly. You can get probably get rooms, um, you know, that type of resort. It's very large. You get rooms that are close together, adjoining rooms. You book 30 days out, it's probably not going to happen. You're probably not going to the likelihood of getting adjoining rooms is probably going to be much less. You could pay a lot more for the same type of room because you waited for it. Um, and also that's going to actually encroach on your, on your trip a little bit, right? Because if you so say you want to spend more time in the magic kingdom, you're going with a large group of grandparents, a lot of smaller children that a monorail resort and a magic kingdom might be better off for you than staying all the way out at all-star music. Cause that's the only thing that was left and the hiking back and forth on buses. If you want to incorporate more pool time into your stay. So by waiting to do that and 
making Justin hit the impossible by trying to find, you know, eight rooms, you know, at a, a specific resort 30 days out. It's just, it's going to make for staying at the resort is half the experience. It really mm-hmm. is. I mean, that's what makes Disney resorts so special. That's why I love them so much. And that's why there's many YouTube channels and podcasts dedicated to them. They're amazing places to stay at uh, more than any other place in the world to stay at a highly themed resort and to kind of cheat yourself of that is not really the best thing. So yeah, if you, if you got that large group, work with a travel agent, Justin, away we travel, uh, he always takes care of all of us when we do our trips. Um, and they'll definitely get you in the best situation possible if that is either, you know, a, a deluxe resort on the monorail line or something simple as a, a value out in the All-Stars, which maybe will fit your budget and your type of trip. Um, they'll get you set up for that. So, but yeah, it's definitely a, a very big point of your trip is to have the right accommodations for sure. You know, the other thing they miss out on, Joe, is we all have seen it, especially recently over these past, you know, six to eight months. If you are booking last second, you know, when you could have planned ahead of time, especially with a large group, we are unable to apply discounts a lot of times yeah. because the availability people always see Disney's a little bit weird with this because people always see, oh, Disney released a promotion, you know, for for let's say 30 percent off. OK, 30 percent off a room uh, for these dates. People don't understand that's not every room at Walt Disney World's under it's that promotion. Lost. Usually. It's the deluxes, and sometimes it's only certain room categories with the deluxes because people they will sell out of they'll have an allotted amount of a certain room type that they will sell at a thirty percent discount, and then they they still have availability with that room type, but that room type will then not be discounted. Um, it's not sometimes it's only um, in a concierge room. Like there's there's stipulations with certain resorts and certain uh, uh, you know price reductions that we see with these discounts. But if you book well in advance, then we're constantly watching, you know, if we can apply those types of promotions. But if you wait till last minute, it's going to be the most expensive trip, you know, that it, that it's going to, could possibly be. Uh, whereas if you did it six months in advance or did it, you know, even longer, then we can apply those promotions whenever they come up. And that's, that's really saves you a lot of money in the long run. Um, Mike, anything to add as far as like, you know, getting rooms? Because, you know, like I said, you like to stay at certain resorts and last second rooms are tough, really, really tough. Yeah, uh, obviously book out, like we said, book out as far out as you can because that's one of the keys. Um, And if you're on a budget, the further out you can, the more options you'll have because as you get closer, you're going to be limited to what what you can get. Um, Also, just kind of plan how you want your party to stay Um, because, you know, some rooms are going to be more accommodating than others. And if you want certain people to be in specific rooms, um, we all know that once you get some of the, you know, deluxe resorts, you can get, I I just stayed, you know, a couple couple months ago at the Saratoga Springs three-bedroom, you know, and that was a 12-person, you know, huge, huge room and that accommodation a lot of people and it kind of had its own little bit of private space so if you go with another family uh, when we first became DVC uh, members um, we had a bunch of points to use we took one of my dear friends that you know I used to work with uh, up in New York we took him and his family we got a two bedroom in Kidani and um, if you ever been to those two bedrooms in Kidani you know the rooms kind of split down the middle you come in through the middle you have your big living room and you have one bedroom kind of off to the right and then the other one to the left and then some of the kids would sleep in the living room and um, it was great because we were you know we were a party of eight and um, um, it, even though it's not a huge party, but, you know, it can be a little bit tricky when you're trying to get rooms. At least we were, all, we were able to room together, which was great. So definitely if you're planning on doing this and you're planning on going with a big party, I would say one of the key things is, you know, do it at, 
book as far ahead as you can because that'll give you more options in the long run. Also, if you have the opportunity to be flexible with your dates, don't mm. go at a particular time when it's going to be particularly busy. Um, I wouldn't want to go at the party of 14 on Christmas week. Um, you know, you might want to look for something when it's not going to be as busy because, uh, you know, even though there are really no slow times in the parks, there are some very, very busy times. So be flexible with the dates that you actually want to go. If you can be flexible with those dates, um, we get kind of stuck and married to when the competitions are going to happen. But at least it doesn't happen to be, you know, like on a peak prime time, 4th of July, Christmas weekend, or, you know, a major marathon thing is going on. So uh, if you're going to go with a big party and not everybody's your immediate family and sometimes it's friends or some close, you know, friends also, I would definitely see uh, the availability of the actual days you're going to go because that could reign true on what you're going to be able to get availability and price-wise also. Uh, before we get into the two major things that, you know, take up a lot of the the planning when it comes to going with a big group, I want to talk about something that, Dave, you made a point on whenever we were chatting about this. Before we do that, though, does this say I'm old? Do you guys ever get excited about when you find or you get a really nice pen like to write with? I do like a good pen. I love a good pen. I, I bought yeah. these new Sharpie pens. Ooh. I am telling you. I am like right now, Sharpie, if you're listening, sponsor man. I am I am high on these pens. I love it. I know that's not to do with anything, but I just picked it up and I'm like, man, that's a that's a solid pen right there. That's a good pen. Um before we get into talking about dining and talking about Genie Plus and Lightning Lane planning and all that, because that's the that's the big things uh with that. I want to talk about something that Dave, you made a really good point of when we were kind of chatting off the air about this. If you were going to Walt Disney world with a large group of people, I think one of the most important things you can keep in mind. And I look, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you do this is pay attention and be courteous to the other guests around you. Sometimes we get caught up when we're there with all of our friends and there's a big group of us, you know, and it's easy to forget that it's not, all about us. And I think that's a huge, huge thing to remember if you're in a large group. Yeah. I mean, um, particularly when you've, when you've focused so much and there has been so much planning going into it and you've got, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of riding on that experience that you've created. And it can be one of those things that, um, the, the pressure gets a little much and um and Disney gets a little overwhelming for everybody and um you're three days into a six day vacation with uh with nearly twenty people and temperaments are getting a little on edge. I mean I'm a I come from a big family. I'm one of seven children and we have trouble spending more than about an hour and a half in the same room as each other. Um, so I get it. Um, and then that overflows onto others. We, we've seen it happen time and time again. Um, and being aware of it, being conscious of it, uh, becomes really important. Um, that, yeah, like when you're rolling up to your, um, to your lightning lane and getting everybody organized in the park. And there's that straggler behind and suddenly you're needing that person to push through the line to get in front of those two people that randomly got trapped in the middle of your group. Just let them through, just put them in front of you. It's way easier to move two people than it is to move 14 people. 
like just and being conscious of your impact as a group on the operation of a park like if you've got all 19 of you and you want to be somewhere specific to watch the fireworks have a plan for that know how that is going to work because trying to get your 19 jammed inside the line of tape so that all 19 of you can be together to watch fireworks in front of the castle. And you're trying to organize that 20 minutes before fireworks on a busy day. Like you're the problem. Um, like, and so if you are like organizing one of these, there is a risk that you will suddenly find yourself in that category and mm -hmm. be the problem and being conscious of that and saying, okay, how can I make sure my group isn't the problem? Um, is one of my favorite quotes. Um, it's literally on my Facebook. You can go and look it up for anybody who's friends with me, um, where they have quotes that, that you like. It's literally there. It says time in reconnaissance is seldom wasted. It means like stop. It. Yeah. It means stop, think about it, do the research. Um, and, and you, you're better for it. So yeah, time in reconnaissance is seldom wasted. And if you take that moment to step back and think about the overall plan and where it's going to be and how your group, how to react in those situations, um, where yes, suddenly your group is taking up a giant amount of space. Um, that might be hindering either the operation from a cast member point of view or three other families that are being impacted or like just being aware of that and cognizant of it can, um, can go a long way. Well, it makes, it makes such an impact, you know, Joe, whenever we, it's, it's hard because people, especially when pe some of your group is, like I said, are people who don't go very often. They spend a lot of money. They have this mindset. You know, and it's almost hard for the group leader who's is the Disney person, person listens to podcast right now, to go, Hey, uh, Susan, come here. Um, listen, we need to kind of tone it down a little bit because we're impacting the family behind us or the family. You know, it, that's a tough conversation to have because then Susan's going, Well, I paid as much money as ever. I understand. But when you're in a large yes, group, <laughs> when you're in a large group, you're more impactful on, like, like you said, the, the whole aspect of everything around you than if you are a group of two or three and if you're the leader of the group we all go to disney a lot we go to universal a lot they're all, all the theme parks are the same everybody's happy everybody for the most part is happy to be there right sometimes if you have that person in your group that is a little angry or i paid my money to be here sometimes if you just turn around to the people the other park guests around you and say sorry I appreciate you i appreciate it that smile and just you acknowledging to the people around you that yes, I have a situation here and I acknowledge you guys here and thank you for understanding that goes a long way. And I, I really, it's even when, for example, like we all hate people that kind of not cut in line, but like they're trying to join their party, but there's always those people are like, I'm so sorry. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. They're, they're just right up there. I'm so, they're actually saying that like they're apologizing. They, they got a little bit of, um, 
what's the word I'm looking for, Justin? But, you know, uh, humility as they're going through the line. Yeah, yeah. Show a little bit of humility to your park guests. I mean, you don't want to upset your people in your group, but that goes a long way and that could squash or quash a lot of problems that are around you. And, uh, you know, even Mike and I deal with that in our, in our lines of work. It goes a long way. Just being... No, I was going to say, we just spend a lot of time apologizing for Justin when we go anywhere. That is well, true. And especially, Don't we, and, Mike? And especially when we're we in Universal. This. I mean, mm -hmm. Dan is just off exactly. the rails all the time. Like, <laughs> so it's, we, we ended up apologizing a lot for him. So, uh, but also it's just like acknowledging the guests around you. That definitely does go a long way for sure. Yeah, it's 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 definitely one of those things, Mike, where it, it can be a lot. I mean, it, and we've all and here's the thing. Uh keep a little keep a little mental note if you do have that person in your group be like, "Okay, maybe next time we we don't send the memo out that we're going to do, uh, Walt Disney World again, you know." Um it's maybe maybe your trip may be a little bit easier cuz we've all we all have people, you know what I mean, where it's, it's sometimes it's a lot. I remember years ago when, when obviously when the Facebook and social media was starting to blow up, one of the one of the groups that used to get the bad rap all the time in Disney was the Brazilian tour groups. Yeah, they would always yeah. have the uh, the bloggers and the people would always say how terrible they were. And I think we've all seen them, and they usually wear you know the same color shirts. There's a, usually a leader with a flag. Um, you know that there, there tends to be some of those um, th those groups that could be a little bit overbearing. They kind of march through the park and kind of you know kind of not knock you down but they kind of go their own way um we, we've always seen on social media for a very long time the brazilian tour groups would always get a bad rap for being not the best group of groups kind of wandering around the parks well they used that to do said, they used to do the chance and then disney banned the chance mm, they really? they've got a lot better yeah they well david you they, you also know they've got that dedicated uh cast members that are in the blue shirts with the brazilian flag on it that kind of Gotta love them. Yep. They're, little, love they're like them. the liaisons that speak Portuguese, yep. and they're, you know. I didn't know that. I didn't know they actually had a cast member with them. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, they're all around the park, right? So, there. no, no. So, they so they did two, they did a couple of big things. They started to crack down on their behavior in the park. Yeah. Um, they started to monitor more closely the, uh, the groups that were conducting the tours, like, and, mm. um, and placing that person carrying the flag like with some responsibility for the group that they're bringing in, they used to just be like, Oh, they're, they're doing the thing. I have no control over them. And they and Disney were like, then your company is not going to be able to bring groups to Disney. And suddenly they had to get a little bit more structure on what they were doing. Um, and then yes, uh, there's an affectionate term within the Disney company that they use. They refer to them as super greeters. Um, and they are gods for those. Like there's like, eight weeks where it just goes insane. Yeah. And what the, Disney does is that they bring in a whole bunch of people from Brazil um, with their, um, with their programs that start about six weeks before that so that they're established. They know what's going on. They've done all their training. They know the layout of the park and they're comfortable with it. And then those groups start arriving and like they start talking to a random cast member and you're like, Oh, where's a super greeter? Oh, hold on two seconds. Yep. Yep, uh, Portuguese, and hand them off, and they are gods. Like, they Sounds are like they've saved Dave saviors. once or twice before, maybe more than more than <laughs> once or it's, twice. It's it, yeah. I mean, that's a it's yeah. The Disney was like, no, no more chanting. I remember that was a big thing a few years back when they were like, nope, no, uh, no more chanting in the parks. You don't nope. you don't get it. And Done. also, look, I learned from Dave uh, how some tips on how to handle large groups in the parks. Like you'll see me even do it with my family where we'll be in a, a, a large group and I will put my hand up and 
it's amazing. Like the sea just parts, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, excuse me, excuse me, pardon me. You know, you know, uh, right through. Um, let's get into it. Let's have an co- open conversation about the, really the two toughest things when you were talking about taking a large group of 11 or more people to Walt Disney World. Let's start with Genie Plus Lightning Lane first. Uh, Joe, this is something for me that is, whenever I have clients, I always do almost a Genie Plus Lightning Lane 101 uh, lesson with them about three days before they travel. We get on a Zoom. I provide them with some documents. I walk them through how to do everything. But if you're going with a large group, now you are not only taking care of yourself, you're taking care of a ton of people. Joe, when we look at Genie Plus or Lightning Lane, I think it is so imperative to find out before you go who is going to purchase it, who is going to use it, and are they going to be open to you making the reservations for them? Yeah, Do you agree? Oh, I 100% agree because I even get confused with it sometimes, and we're Disney geeks. And I still get a little confused with like, oh, can I get my my two hours? Am I allowed to book now? So establishing that point of contact, that leader that's going to make the reservations, 100% on top of that. Also, I think it's great that you're meeting with people ahead of time because they may not understand like, oh, I thought they may be operating under rules from five years ago, pre-COVID, where it's like, oh, isn't that free? I have a really funny story I want to tell you if I could just give me like uh, 30 seconds. Yeah, of course. We went on a trip. There's a good friend of mine. Um, he's, the one, he's the one I always talk about who owned Contemporary uh, Bailey Tower, sold it all, and bought a ton of uh, Saratoga Springs DVC. He brought uh, a good friend of ours down to Disney, and he this guy had never been to Disney before. Him and his wife came. Didn't, didn't have any kids at the time. We were there for five or six days. We stayed at the beach club. The one day he went off on his own, he did not realize the whole time that this was a time of paper fast passes. He did not know that he had access to fast pass the whole time. So they did a bunch of things on their own because they had never been to Disney before. So he went to animal kingdom by himself to one day. So a couple of times that we were together, my buddy would go and like take all the tickets and go get all the fast passes. No big deal. But like when he was on his own, he didn't realize that he could do that. So he literally spent like two days in the park by himself. Didn't know that he could use fast pass. So my point being is that like, I think it's great that you meet with people and explain the current rules of how things are done in Disney world, how much it costs, you know, the expectations for it. And then if people choose not to do it, then you explain that, okay, well, when we get to a specific attraction, you're going to go here and we're going to probably split up, but we're probably going to lose each other. So I a hundred percent agree that meeting, setting those expectations, setting the ground rules and the up-to-date uh, of the policies of Disney world and what things cost, I think is, is a really good because you don't want to end up like my buddy who walked around two parks for two days and didn't know he could use fast pass, which is, we yeah, still, and we, we still I don't do that day. Joe. I don't do that meeting until three days prior. Like I have clients. Keeps it fresh in the head. Like, Keeps it fresh in their head. They're like, can we meet two weeks before we go? And I'm like, no, we can't. And here's why, because you will not remember it. Like I'm, I'm not being mean, but I've done enough of these over the years that I know for a fact that it'll get day, two days before and you'll go, hey, what was the thing about Genie Plus and Lightning Lane again? You know, we said something about like, what time was it? <laughs> Is it 7.45 a.m. I should be waking it up? It never fails. So I'm like, <laughs> no, man, up. we... Three days, three to two, two to three days prior to you arriving on property, we'll we'll go through all that. Um, but Mike, it's one of those things, man, where we talked about it before. Having someone who is the who is in charge of the group, who then can say, okay, I know these people out of the group want to do Genie Plus, and also we now have everyone linked. Either they're on my um, my Disney account, or they have their own my Disney Experience account, and they're all linked together to where I can get up at seven a.m. 
and I can get the attractions that we want to get uh, each and every day using Genie Plus. I think that is the only way to do this. Yeah, I think you know it would be really cool maybe if the Disney IT people are listening because I know they listen once in a while. What if they had like a trainer app you could use, kind of like a practice app to get used to picking your selections. Obviously, it wouldn't be live, but it would be something that you could kind of go through. And then maybe we could rehire Stacy, you know, from the to-dos. And she could have a couple little videos that could go in there and, you know, explain like, here, how you you do these selections this way. This way, if you don't have somebody as fantastic as, you know, as a great travel agent, like Away With Me Travel, um, you could kind of navigate it on your own and kind of learn on your own um, you know this is what it looks like when you have your reservations this is how many reservations you can have per day this is when you have to make your reservations and have her talk you through the app a little bit kind of like a little YouTube videos and clips with you know what to want to do so I think that'd be pretty cool if they could do something like that um, you know just to kind of get yourself a little bit of practice because like we talked about it before it can get a little overwhelming Let's move into dining. Dave, uh, before we here's here's what I want to do so kind of rack your brains boys because I'm throwing this on you on the fly. Um, but we'll talk dining for just a split second because I have a few things I want to get your opinions on. But after that, we're going to go park by park um, and throw out some restaurants that we think are great for larger parties. Um, but we'll get some tips and tricks on how to get those dining reservations you need. I think the first thing is whenever we talk about large parties and making dining reservations is if you can split up and you are okay with having having reservations that maybe you're not at the exact same time, maybe once at five, once at five fifteen, and you can do a party of six and a party of six or something like that. Dave, that makes it infinitely easier to be able to eat pretty much anywhere on property. Yeah. So a couple of things to think about when booking this, it may mean that you already need couple of those accounts set up because sometimes the app gets a little upset with you trying to book multiple reservations yes. at the same time. All right. So it may mean that you on your day of booking dining need access to multiple people's apps in the morning, sitting down online, bright and early, one on your laptop or computer, one on your phone, simultaneously getting them locked locked in so that you know that you have those tables. Um, you're not going to get three tables of six all at exactly the same time. Just know that from the beginning. But you might be able to get them close, as you were saying, Justin. You might be able to get them at 6 and 6.15, and that's fine. That's not the end of the world, all right? You're going to all be in the same place um, for dining, um, just because it's a good big number let uh, over the next few minutes, let's say that we have a group of 18 because that gives us three tables of six while we're talking about this. All right. So assuming that that's correct, you might have been able to get them at six, six, 10 and six, 15. All right. Awesome. You're not going to get them all at six o'clock. Perfect. You've got those three tables. Here's what you need to be thinking of as the pri primary person in your group your dining, all 18 of you, even if they are at 6, 6, 5, 6, 10 and 6, 15, your dining for that particular restaurant is at 6 p.m. That is your time, the first table, and you want everybody there. Yes. My recommendation in addition to that is that you aim to be there 5.45. Even if not all of you are there at 5.45, and all of them are finishing up on that ride or somebody went bathroom or somebody stopped for cotton candy so that the kid who isn't going to actually eat um, isn't melting down um, or whatever it is, or maybe somebody found a bar, however it works out, 
six o'clock at the restaurant, you as that primary person should be aiming for that 545. Because what you want to do in that moment is go to the podium, break that ice with that person and establish that connection that you are the person who has been organizing this. Walk up there and say, hey, just wanted to let you know, you've got three reservations over the next that start in about 15 minutes. They are under Jones, they are under Smith, and they are under Souter. And you want those three reservations. There's three tables of six, and we're actually all together. We know that we won't be able to all sit right next to each other. We're happy to be in the restaurant. If you could get us close, would be amazing. If you start with that sentence, establish who you are, know the names of your three reservations and acknowledge that they have an operation to run at the same time, you'd be amazed what that restaurant can do. Because I guarantee you at 5.45, they're about to seat table of six Mm -hmm. somewhere in the next three minutes. And if you have had that conversation, they may be able to move that to another table and start to organize that over the next 20 minutes, they're going to get three of those tables in close proximity to each other that allow you to all dine at least somewhere in the general vicinity of each other in the restaurant. You want to establish that out of the gate. Um, that's a big one. Um, and if you do that, what you then do is you say, they're all going to be here. And if you want to check us in, I'll check us in on the app. I've got everybody here. And then raise that to the podium and say, we're all here and ready whenever those tables are. Yes. Really quickly, let me jump in because that's those are all excellent points. I mean, really excellent points. Here's what I took from that. Is it an Australian thing to just cut out words out of a sentence? Like you said, you said, if someone go bathroom, like you talked like a four-year-old with, if someone go bathroom, if someone find bar, if some, like, you didn't say like, if someone goes to the bathroom or if someone You're the second the bar. person to bring this up to me in the last two days. Like and you I sound know like, you sound like talking, talking to my wife to a toddler <laughs> and I'm like, hey. What you need to do? I no. I think when I just get excited, go bars. You know what I mean. (laughs) I think I also run some words together, so it might be find a bar. No, no, no. There was no. uh, It was if someone finds bar, if someone go bathroom, if right now I'm going to be thinking about this for the rest of the episode. Appreciate it. Um, (laughs) I'll tell you what it is. Is I'm really focused on not umming and ahhing at the moment. I'm looking at my note that tells me to stop doing that. Anyway, um, just did it. So with that in mind, the next thing I wanted to talk about is uh, having a similar conversation once you're getting seated. As you're being led into that restaurant, uh, you're going to be seated at those tables wherever they happen to be. No, you don't have control of it. Please do not pitch a fit in the middle of the uh, restaurant about it. Um, Just, yep, you're all going to get fed. You're all in the same room. Um, It's just not feasible to have you sitting in everybody's laps. My next thing would be to touch base with your servers. It's probably going to be multiple different servers. It's unlikely that uh, one server is going to have three large six top tables all at the same time to be able to do that. So know that it's possibly going to come as three checks. And if somebody is wanting to pay for everything or it's going to be centralized in some 
uh, and all payment is going to go through one person, outline that from the beginning. Be like, this person is going to be paying for it. Either that or just have each person at the table who is paying for that particular table uh, to acknowledge it. Here's the thing. When you're talking about who's spending money on this vacation and all of that, either have it centralized or just know that you can Venmo another person. Yes. Boom. Yes. Like, Don't split the bill. Don't put as much as we like to do it. Let's say there's 18 of us, right? So we're there, you know, we want to have the adults kind of at one table and, you know, we have older kids. So the kids sitting at another table, close proximity, stuff like that. Don't split the checks up to where we're going. Okay. Well, that one over there is mine and I'm going to take care of that person too. You just, you can't do it. So just know that if you don't want it to be on one bill for everybody, do one bill per table and then you can figure it out and you can Venmo people because that's the beauty of Venmo nowadays. Yes. 100%. 100%. You can send it back and forth and, yeah, move it all around that, however you need. Or just the if you're with Rick, that... just point to Rick. Rick's yep. got it. Rick's got Thanks, it. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, Rick. We love, love you, Rick. Um, uh, I love that. Now, I the love other, that idea. The other thing to remember is that any reservation, there was a reason that I told us that we had three six tops, is that any reservation with six or more people on it, it's going to have an automatic 18% gratuity added to your bill. All right. Now there have been problems in the past with uh, servers who rely heavily on though that gratuity and that tip money um, that did not get acknowledged for the hard work that they were doing. And years ago, this must be eight or so years ago, Disney instituted the policy that if you have six or more people on a reservation, that auto automatic 18% gratuity is added onto your bill. Know that that is there. Yes, you're going to pay for that. If you're tipping more on top of it, great, but also worthwhile being aware of. Yep, 100%. And actually, I think earlier when I was talking about dining reservations, that's 7 a.m. I don't know why. I'm just tired. 6 a.m. is when, of course, dining reservations happen, East Eastern Standard Time. Um, Joe, this is the big thing, man, whenever we do you know, big meetups. Look, we've got one coming up. Like We're in two weeks. We're all in Walt Disney World hanging out for Marathon Weekend. Is it two weeks? It's hard, man. Well, when this episode drops, it'll be like two okay. weeks, two and a half I need weeks, a few so more days to run. I'm only, I'm so <laughs> far behind, dude. <laughs> We're run-walking, man. We're run-walking. So We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Uh, Joe, this is one of those things, man. This is the hard, I think this is the hardest thing about having a large group at Walt Disney World is the dining aspect. And I think it's important for that communication to happen beforehand that maybe some people aren't going to like certain restaurants, certain foods, and it's okay. It is okay to not eat together. It is okay to split up and to meet up later in the parks. I think that a lot of times can alleviate a lot of that pressure. No, you're 100% right. I mean, I don't even think I even have any dining reservations for Marathon Weekends. I don't either. We need to chat. We need to figure that out. Um, I'll say this, and Dave knows this better than anybody because Dave was at the company. They will accommodate you. So if you go to a place that is, for example, as a kid, I remember my family used to love to go to Narcoosie's at the Grand Floridian. I hated it. It was all seafood, but they would always make me a burger. They'd always make me a chicken sandwich. They'd do something for you to accommodate you. So if you ask nicely, you talk to the chef, you talk to the to the, the host or hostess, they will work with you. So if you really want to dine together and you really want to have that experience and you don't eat a certain type of food or you're a vegan or a vegetarian or whatever it is or don't eat seafood or don't eat meat, they will try to work with you within the confines of what they have to work with. So, I mean, um, just keep that in mind as well. I mean, you might not get the full experience. If you go to Narcoosie's, you want to enjoy that nice seafood dinner at the same time, you know, but... 
I'm just looking to have a burger and eat something at the same time. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely something that, um, you know, uh, you have to keep in mind as well as, you know, you got to remember that some restaurants are really hard to get larger groups in. And I'm sure you're probably going to go into that a little bit, but some are easier to seat larger groups and some aren't so much because of the style of restaurant or where it's located or how popular it is. So, yeah, it's definitely the well, Mike, we saw this in Disneyland, like when we were out there with DDP trip is a lot of like we kind of threw out, hey, we're doing it's being kind of the group liaison, you know, uh, you know, that I plan, you know, planned it. I kind of threw out, hey, we're eating at these places at this time. Like that's when we're going to shoot for. We would love for anyone to try to grab a reservation and join us. But also, you're not obligated to. And that worked out really well in Disneyland. A lot of times, we would sit down, and there would be multiple, you know, like Blue Bayou, really tough reservation to get. You know, you had a table, beautiful table, by the way. You're sitting mm-hmm. over there right on the water. I don't know who, who you greased to get that thing. Um, but, uh, you like know, when I'm fellas. sitting by the restrooms. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. He walks in. The Godfather goes over and sits down right over. And he's part of the ride. They actually brought him over like he's an audio animatronic. He's sitting there just waving like, the you know, the, the mayor over there. And here I am over by the restrooms. The door's hitting me and every time someone goes into the restroom. Um, but, Mike, it worked out really well to just kind of have someone says, hey, this is what the plan is. If you want to join us, we love that. If you don't, we understand. And that is okay. Yeah, and I think we kind of talked about when it comes to getting those reservations, uh, be realistic with the restaurants you want to eat at. Um, you know, when we did one of our first DDP trips, uh, even to this day, if you want to get a reservation at Beer Garden, it tends to be open, tends to have a lot of open spots. Don't think you're going to get a party of 12 with a couple of different people at, you know, Cinderella's Royal Table because it's not going to happen. Or, you know, uh, or uh, some of the really hard-to-get reservations are really hard to get large groups. Um, some of those reservations that you're lucky if you get two people victoria and alberts you're not getting a large group there i don't care how many people want to go um it's not going to happen so be realistic with the actual restaurants you want to go to you might have better luck having better seating and better seating times at a maybe i I don't want to say not so desirable restaurant but not one of the more popular restaurants um so i think that's something that you should keep in mind as well too so if dining is that important as a group to you then be open with the actual place you're going to eat Um, i think that you have a better shot of getting something down at Disney Springs because with all of the competition of restaurants down there, there's a lot of places to eat. So being that, that, that kind of, you know, trying instead of getting that one hard to get reservation in Hollywood studios. Um, so, so there's that, but, um, but yeah, be flexible with where you want to eat because that can play a huge part into the amount of people you get at your group time when you want to go sit down and eat. Perfect transition. I would expect absolutely nothing less from you. And that is we're going to jump into the parks and we're going to talk about some of the uh, best places for you to go. Because like you said, there's some there's some restaurants that like let's talk Rose and Crown. Rose and Crown, not a big uh, restaurant. Tough to get in there. Monster Paul, it's impossible to get in there for those people who've been up there. It's very, very limited seating. Um, a lot of restaurants, it's going to be really, really tough. So let's talk about um the ones that we would lean to if we had, let's say, 18 people, like Dave said. And let's start in what I think is one of the harder ones, and that is the Magic Kingdom. Uh, Joe, if I am going to throw over to you and say, hey, take me to a restaurant in Magic Kingdom where you think we can get 18 people, where are you sending me? Okay, um, so if we're staying in the park, uh, you're very, very, very limited. I don't even think... um uh, the Jungle Cruise restaurant, Skipper's Canteen, can even Skipper Canteen, yeah, can even do that. So I'm thinking like 
you're doing a quick service, you're doing like cosmic rays, you're doing something like that. If you're willing to leave the park, uh, Steakhouse 71 or Grand Floridian Cafe, you can take the boat over to Grand Floridian, you could walk or monorail over to the Contemporary. Uh, Steakhouse 71 is my go-to as well as Grand Floridian Cafe. Those are two of my favorites in those two resorts. Um, if you're willing to leave the parks, but if you're staying in the park, uh, Cosmic Rays, I mean, you're really, it's not going to happen. There's no other sit-downs because, um, yeah, because it's not happening because everything else is uh, like Cinderella's Royal Table or uh, the, the Beast Castle, at the, and that's just not happening. So, Let I, me tell I, you. I got one. <clears throat> well, I got one. I got yeah. one. Joe, I, I stand corrected because I'm pretty sure you could get a reservation at this very moment for probably about 40 people if you needed to, and that would be Tony's Town Square. Oh, because that's I right. Think that, that's, that place is that's packed, an, though, in the it's it's always crowded for some reason. Uh but there's always reservations available. Uh here's the thing. If you're leaving the park, I'm gonna throw another one in if you leave MK. And this might surprise people. And I think Dave will attest to this. You can actually, if you're on and you're ready to book it, and this has to be prepaid, you can get hoopty doo for a large group oh, of people. Yes. And it's the best dining experience, I think, at Walt Disney World. Dave. Um Rockstar. I agree with everything everybody has said. Joe hit it out of the park. Uh, unless you're going to uh, skip a canteen, um, or hold on, I'm checking on Tony's availability right now. I, I'm going to throw another one in while I'm you're looking at that one. Group, there's nothing available for Marathon Weekend for Party Six on Friday or Saturday. So, hey, can hey, I, can I go. throw in so, really quickly? Sorry, the dude. Diamond uh, Horseshoe can be a place in MK that you can. Diamond Horseshoe can. Uh, yeah. Diamond Horseshoe is now. Um, uh, an overflow venue attached to uh, Liberty Tree. It's the same menu as Liberty Tree. It's now basically Liberty Tree extended. Um, so, uh, but they do have some larger tables there. They do have some larger tables at uh, Jungle, the Jungle Navigation Company Skipper, Skipper Canteen. Canteen. Mm. Yes. Um, no, it's the Jungle Navigation Company's skip a canteen anyway <laughs> um but no steakhouse 71 uh and grand flow cafe are definitely uh way way up there and yes if you're booking early uh i've seen people book out huge aspects of hoopty do huge parts yes. of it um my my friend who got married that's where we did their rehearsal dinner the night before their wedding uh, so much fun. And there was probably 40 of us spread across tables. Um, and it was, it was incredible. If, so if you're the leader, Dave, um, remember you, that's a prepay event. So make sure everybody's going to show up for that. So yeah, make sure everybody like, make sure it's your aware. credit card you is said to make sure they're aware. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, uh, that is, there's some great options there. Um, and Mike, I, I ate there belatedly in my time as a cast member and um and tony's was was better than i had remembered it i it's still not great i'm not saying that it's the best food in disney world by any stretch of the imagination but uh, i i nearly enjoyed eating there so the bread service is about all it's cut out to i i don't recommend you do it because you're you you have a very high standard on that front but yes uh, let's head over to Animal Kingdom really quickly because I think this is the really, really tough. Um, Animal Kingdom, I mean, other than Rainforest Cafe, which is attached there at the front of Animal Kingdom, you can you can typically get a large group into there. Uh, I think your best bet is going quick service at Animal Kingdom, actually not doing a sit-down. 
um, and going over to Flame Tree. I think it's good food. There's plenty of seating. You're outside. Uh, outside of that, there could I mean Tusker House, possibly Tusker but, House. Yeah, buffet. Uh, and wherever that, you have a buffet, yeah. you're always going to be the best option. Yeah. Um, if you are going with a large group and you all want to eat together and you all want to get it, like know that you're going to be eating at some buffets. Um, because yeah, getting that 18 people into, into, um, what's the one I'm thinking of as you head into Pandora? Oh, uh, oh yeah. Satuli Canteen? Yeah. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. You're oh, talking no, about, uh, uh, um, Tiffins. Yes. Tiffins. Tiffins. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're not getting 18 people into Tiffins no. on. And if, yeah, and if you want to slum it, you can go over to restaurant Saurus. Get hot I don't mind it, man. I don't. I'm mind just it. saying, it's like all the way tucked in that corner. It's really not. But I'm going to take Satuli over. Oh my god, yeah, that's yeah, 100. Yeah. Say if you want to slum it, you can go every day of the week. But right, yeah, but if you want to slum it, it's an option. <laughs> let's head over to Hollywood Studios. Um, Either that, or really quickly, you're going to jump from uh, Animal Kingdom once again. Those uh, resorts in proximity, and you're going to wind up at um, at Boma. Boma would be great. I think that's a See? better. Sometimes I have sent people to Boma. Um, outside over because, Tusker, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's just easier to get the reservation for larger parties. Um, so I think I think we're gonna hit this a lot with a lot of these. Is sometimes leaving the parks may be even easier. Let's head over to Hollywood Studios. Um, anything come and just jump in, guys. Anything come off the top of your head for a great place to uh, do at Hollywood Studios? I like ABC Commissary. That's a quick serve. I like the I like the food there. It's nothing fancy, but. If you're if you're spending a day in the park, you don't want to leave. ABC Commerce Center's got plenty of seating. You can get in and out, centralized. Um, yeah. So I say Hollywood and Vine. Hollywood yeah. and Vine is good. If you can swing it, if you can book it early and all of that, the atmosphere of 18 people sitting in three cars watching the drive-in movie. It is so much fun. I've That's done cool. it with. It's a tough reservation to get, but if you're booking early, if you can make it happen, if you're good on the app, it, it's it's worthwhile. It's let a whole me, lot of fun. Let it's me give you one, one that of those you guys experiences. Would probably overlook. Then you've got to be on it. Like you've got to be right there and getting it right when it opens. The Brown Derby actually sets up pretty well with seating for large parties. Hmm. It does. He's right. I never knew they have the large. Uh, U-shaped booths surrounding the outskirts of the restaurant. It's an open floor plan, so no matter even if you get separated, you're still going to be able to see your party. Um, it sets up remarkably well for trying to accommodate multiple multiple tables of six. Yeah, don't sleep on Brown Derby, but um, it's it's tough, as you said. I will take, you know what, it, 50's primetime to me, I think, is one of the tougher ones because it is... It's four tops, most the entire restaurant. Yeah, it's tough. Um, yep. There are a few six tops, but also you are um, kind of segregated away from everybody depending everywhere. on what type of room you're in. There's walls everywhere, and it's just really, really tough. Not really a large restaurant, not as big as what people would think, just because of the way it's built. So that one, yeah, that one can be a little tough. it's inconvenient. That's um, my word for it. <laughs> let's head over to Epcot, because I think Epcot's probably the easiest one for us to do here. Uh, I'll, I'll throw one out. It's not my favorite restaurant. I don't love this restaurant. I haven't eaten there in years and years and years, but Coral Reef can be a great one for large parties. Open floor Open plan floor has plan. six tops uh, all across that back row back there, and uh, really makes it easy for large groups to get in and and enjoy a, a dinner together. So that's, that's one that I would kind of push you towards is, is uh, Coral Reef. They don't just have seafood. They do have other 
you know, steaks and stuff like that on there too. Not my favorite restaurant, but it'll get the job done. My, Joe? My, Mike had uh, mentioned Beer Garden before is a go-to for usually mm-hmm. groups with the, the bench one. seating and stuff like that, buffet. Um, so that's like, and it's usually the availability is usually there as the German food might not sit well for everybody. So uh, I know Mike, I mentioned that before. And then just to throw my own in, Viennapoli, um usually has a lot of large tables in there. Um, I know just- you can you can sit at that big bench straight through the middle. Yep. It's yep. amazing. Yep. I've done that with a big group before. It's a lot of fun. Um, I mean, if you can get two entire podiums for your group of 18 at, um, at Tepanado, the performance aspect of having two chefs do it simultaneously is a whole lot of fun. Yeah, you pretty much have the room to yourself. And I, I wrote Tapanato down because that is one that's there. Mike, any others jumping off? I've got one more, but... Not that anything jumping off. I, you know, Beer Garden was my favorite, especially because we had a great that experience so there with a large party, yeah. That was so much fun. I mean, we were drowned rats. We were so wet whenever <laughs> we met up that Just that the house of seating in Nine Dragons. It's been a long time since I've been in there. It's open. It's it's open, but it's not. There's not a lot of big top tables in there. It's okay. mostly four tops that are in there. Okay. Uh, but yeah. I will give you one that you, a lot of people might not think about. Great food, overrate, uh, uh, underrated restaurant in Epcot, and they do have quite a few six tops, especially in the back portion of the restaurant. And that is Chefs de France. Um, that yep. restaurant can accommodate a large party pretty well. So I I would kind of push you to Chefs de France, Beer Garden, Teppanito. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead, Dave. Either that or you're walking out the back gate and headed to Yacht and Beach Boardwalk. Yeah. Like, once again, exiting that park, you can – maybe not Yachtsman, but um, Cape it's May. more tables than people think, though. It does. It's decent. But Cape May, uh, Cape May. going to your buffet, uh, does a good job, um, has some deliciousness there. Um, boardwalk? Yeah, what's the Italian spot I eat at all times? Tutorial time whenever, Forno, I'm... but it's – There you go. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was just in there. Yeah, that's tough to tough, get yeah. into. Yeah, and, I, and I'm just—it's been uh, a long time, Dave, since I've been in Flying Fish, so I don't know how the seating is in there. Since it, it was remodeled a bunch of years yeah, ago, yeah, I haven't been, been there in ages. Yeah, so yeah, I haven't been in there since yeah. they remodeled either. But yeah, uh, any any uh, Joe, perfect one to come to. Any um, specific restaurants, really quickly before we head over to one of our favorite things every week, um, and the resorts, uh, or actually, let's do uh, let's do downtown Death Disney Club. because I'm downtown Disney. Wow, Disney Springs. I'm I'm still thinking of Disneyland. Uh, anything that you can think of, either at resorts, Disney Springs, boys, just throw them out. Well, I'll go out to uh, Turf Club. Actually, David is actually pretty tough. It's actually <laughs> pretty small in there. So, um, it, it is. It's not huge. It's, I'm going to say the same thing. If you could score two large tables and have the whole entire inside of Olivia's, it'll feel like you're Ooh. at home in like a living room. You'll essentially have the whole restaurant to yourself. I've done Olivia's um, on a couple of occasions like that, and it just had it just to ourselves, it yeah. and it's amazing. Yep. It's just, yeah, it's incredible. It's it's a tough reservation to get, but um, they do have some big top tables, and that is Topolino's in towards the back of the restaurant. We've had a lot of big parties when we've been there. Oh, and okay. We've we've gone and enjoyed. They they have uh, tables in the back, the round tables that'll seat up to eight, I believe. Um, and so you can use those. But really, even better than that, and I won't go back till they get rid of it, is California Grill, massive restaurant, and they have the uh, private rooms in the back if they're not being used. As long as you uh, contact them, they may be able to accommodate your large party in one of the private rooms. Good fun. I, I've got one to add to that because we've kind of done it as well, too. Whispering Canyon. I think if you get oh, that nice. right. Yes. 
and not only Great that, but work. they in, they, they kind of do the interaction with the whole restaurant. You know, I mean, they'll get everybody up, they'll get them dancing, doing line dancing. So even if you kind of split your party up a little bit, um, it's still good because you get to interact with your party during your actual dinner. Um, everybody kind of mingles with amongst the table. So I think um, if you wanted to do a great group experience, Whispering Canyon would be a great one as well. Money. Uh, yeah, I'll money. throw in really quickly. Once again, it's not my favorite, but Maria and Enzo's massive restaurant um, can definitely get in over there. Um, and then Planet Hollywood, man, uh, over there. Stargazers for a Stargazers. drink beforehand and afterward. And uh, and then go into Planet Hollywood. Tons of seating in there. Lively atmosphere. Tons of fun. Um, so definitely an option there. Boys, lots of great ones here. Uh, DDP family. Go over DDP Today Facebook uh, family over there and uh, drop some of yours so we can hear some of the places that you would go if you had a large group. Also give some of your tips and tricks, maybe some stuff we didn't chat about as well. Because, look, going to Walt Disney World, especially if you're going with a large group, requires planning. It requires having a leader. It requires all those great things to make sure you're getting the most out of your vacation. And we can't wait to see uh, what you do whenever you go on your next big trip to Walt Disney World. You know, we one of the tips we didn't talk about on this trip was, you know, if you're going to go on a large trip, which doesn't happen, just doesn't happen a lot. It's not not a regular occurrence. But if you're going with a big group and you want to get that great group picture, find a cast member that you know from the uh, from, from the photos. Get a picture, maybe in front of the castle, maybe in front of one of those landmark places, and post them to our Facebook page because we have an amazing DDP Facebook page that has some, post some great pictures. It brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be picks of the week. Picks of the week. It's time for us to get our picks of the week. All right, DDP family, my favorite thing every week. And uh, I'm going to go, Joe, it's been a while since you've gone first. What'd you give me? What's your pick of the week? Thanks, Mike. So my pick goes to uh, Brandon Bignell, and he talks about, uh, he posted uh, three or four photos. This has been digging around and cleaning up some old uh, family storage. Thought I would share some old Disney World magazines and reports. I believe the cruise one is from the first Disney Disney Cruise Travel Guides from 1997. And one of the pictures is of the old Disney magazine. And this is before the World Wide Web and and the Internet and YouTube and all that stuff. I used to wait for that magazine to come in the mail. And I used to, like, read it cover to cover. And the one that he actually posted has the preview of Saratoga Springs there. So it definitely... Like Dave says, you want to get Dave's pick of the week, you talk about Bluey, you want to get my pick of the week, you post something about Saratoga Springs. So I know I have a whole like storage been full of junk like this upstairs of old magazines, old stuff from resorts, uh, from Disney World maps, guides. And it's so fun to go back through and look through it. Uh, so for that, Brandon, I get you, brother. So for that, he gets my pick of the week. Very cool. Great pick. Justin, what's your pick of the week? Yeah, I'm going to go with the great Nick Del Vecchio. He says, in route, next stop, Wilderness Lodge. Guess I should order two hats, and his son is rocking that DDP hat. Dude, you definitely should order two hats because he's rocking it. He can't take it from him now, man. Kid looks awesome in it. So I absolutely love that. Hope you guys have had an amazing trip. I know you got down there a couple days ago. Um, And as of recording this now, I think you're back home by the time this has been released. But I absolutely love it, man. Over on the Patreon page, we uh, got to see Nick uh, post that incredible photo. He's even, dude, and that's, I remember those days. He's got the uh, DVD player set up. He's rocking the car seat. Like, he's living this best life. I love it. Uh, so keep that up. Keep posting those pictures. We appreciate you, brother, uh, and everything you do. Very cool. I'm going to take the next pick, and my pick is going to go to Casey Webster. And Casey Webster just got off a wonderful Disney Cruise Line trip, um, four-night sailing. She had an amazing time. She had some great pictures posted in there. And uh, Casey, I'm glad you had a great time on your Disney Cruise Line trip. We know how addictive those can be. And uh, you have my pick of the week. 
Uh, Dave, what's your pick of the week? So I'm actually not going to do a pick of the week um, this week. And instead, I wanted to have a little bit of a chat and a shout out to uh, a pretty special young man, uh, somebody who I have got to meet on a couple of occasions, um, who is uh, facing some very interesting challenges right now. Um, There's a family that are very important to us here at DDP today have been uh, special to what we do for a number of years now. Um, And anybody who is active in our uh, Facebook groups uh, associated with our podcast uh, would be aware of Ashley Cook. and uh, the Cook family have um, always been very near and dear to us. Um, and there's a young man in their family who uh, is facing uh, a an incredible challenge right now. Uh, he goes by the name of Abraham. And as I said, I've got to meet him before. And Abraham is just an awesome kid. He is a trooper. And um, they have been facing some uh, medical challenges that have come to light in the last couple of weeks, um, which has put Abraham in hospital. And uh, literally today, I believe we got um, a diagnosis on a particular form of lymphoma uh, that uh, that Abraham is facing. And I wanted to use my time of pick of the week to just give a shout out to um this incredible kid who is battling and working so hard. He is being poked and prodded and he's confined in hospital and can't leave while they figure everything out. And my heart goes out to him. Um, There's been a couple of times in the last week or so where I start talking about something and uh, talking about what he's going through and, I have trouble not choking up because I I don't have words to to completely empathize and connect with what their family is facing. So I just wanted to give a shout out to our dear friend Ashley and Aaron. Um, as parents going through this, we can't imagine what this is like. Uh, to uh, Abraham's sister Aniston, um, who um, is also an incredibly joyful kid who is uh, watching and being part of her family right now. Um, I just wanted to send love to everybody and particularly to to Bram, um, who is battling and showing strength and um, and doing everything that's needed to uh, get himself back on the right path. Um, our hearts and our thoughts go out to the Cook family and particularly to Bram. Um, we we love you guys. Uh, we're here for you. You know that. Anything you need, um, please reach out. And uh, it doesn't matter time of the night. Uh, if you just need someone to talk to, we're your family. We love you guys and we're thinking about you. And uh, Abraham, man, dude, we we love you, buddy. Uh, keep up the keep up the good fight. Keep up the work, man. Uh, really well put, Dave. Uh, let's um, let's close this thing up. We're gonna head over to Patreon. We're gonna talk about the holidays. We're gonna talk about uh, some of our traditions that we do around the holidays. We're also gonna talk our each of our top own top five favorite Christmas movies that we have uh, we enjoy each and every year. So we're gonna go over there. Let's close this thing up and uh, head that way. Mike, start with you, buddy. Yeah, I had a great time talking about some of the large group stuff tonight. Um, you know, it's it's been 
fun chat with you guys. Um, it's you know the holidays are here. It feels like it's it's been just everything's been going a mile a minute. Um, I'm glad I got to kind of pause a little bit, hang out with you guys, and just chat a little bit. And I'm looking forward to Patreon tonight. Love it, Joe. Yeah, if you're on a large Disney vacation with a group, uh, like a large group, just uh, stop and thank your group leader. And, and I always, Justin, I always do this with you, man. I'm like, whenever you do our trips, I'm like, thank you, dude, for putting this all together. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of stress to do that. So when you're on those trips, you know, just thank the guy or or, or girl who or woman who who puts it together. It's a lot of work, a lot of stress that I'm. Um, so hopefully, give some tips out there to our, our DDP family who uh, may be doing a large uh, group coming up. Shout out to the Cook family. We're thinking about you guys. We love you. Uh, every day is a blessing. Uh, kids are resilient, right? Kids are strong. Um, so I got positive vibes coming out. And uh, Patreon, stand by. You guys are on deck. Dave? Yeah. I mean, um, planning, coordinating, figuring out the logistics, and conducting a a large group trip to Walt Disney World is a mammoth undertaking uh, that definitely deserves some praise, Joe. You're 100% right. I love that. Um, and um, and it just needs that patience to breathe, take it in, know that it's going to be fine. We're all going to get there. Um, and And then once you've done all of that hard work, all of that planning, all of that crazy stop and take a moment for yourself as well to be present in it. Because if you are constantly thinking three steps ahead, it's going to be over and you're going to be like, Oh, I didn't even realize we were on vacation. Um, it can be a lot of stress. And um, by taking that step back and taking a moment for yourself, uh, it's uh, definitely the right thing to do in that moment so that you can uh, walk away with those memories um, and be part of it as well. Things to reflect on and things to, um, to, to just be able to enjoy. hundred uh, percent. And I'll tell you, you guys know this, we've, we've all done DDP trips together. There is always a point in the vacation that I grab one of you guys and I'll go, just look, just look. And it's families I, from I, I love when that happens. across the it's, world, yeah. across, you know, kids from across the world who have come together and are creating memories that last a lifetime. And it's kind of that taking yourself out of it for a second. And, I, you know, you and I'll stand there and, and we'll just, uh, dude, just look. And it hits you. Yes, it was a lot of work. Yes, it was stressful. But now we're here and have fun. Embrace the moment. Appreciate those people you're surrounded with because those people... Um, they appreciate what you've done too. And I tell you this, man, this family is so special and I cannot wait to create many, many more memories, um, in 2024 marathon weekend coming up, you know, with base camp, we're raising money for those kids fighting cancer, uh, head over right now. You go to basecamp.org backslash DDP four BC. That's DDP, the number four BC and donate anything you can share that as far as you can. And let's raise as much money for these kiddos that uh, that are fighting this terrible disease. By the time this episode drops, I'll have uh, done a a special Christmas party for them, which is coming up this weekend, which yeah, I'm excited for. Exciting. So I get to spend a couple of hours playing some music and be part of their celebration there, uh, which is very very cool indeed. And I'm honored to be part of it. So. Um, very, very cool. And yes, if you haven't already donated, if you haven't contributed, um, Basecamp does an amazing job um, helping out so many kids that are facing things like what I was just talking about with our very own Bram. So if we can, um, if we can help out 
um, not only acknowledge what the Cook family is going through, but also uh, continue to help people moving forward uh, with our support of Basecamp um, is definitely the right way to do what we do. 100%. DDP family, have an amazing week. Spread some cheer. Enjoy the holidays. Enjoy the time with your loved ones. And uh, we appreciate everything you've done this past year, everything you've done over all these years. The fact that you allow us to be a part of your Disney family, of your Disney community, it means the world to us. We love you. Have an amazing week. And we will see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. See you guys. On behalf of the Disney dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day. Spread some Disney love and keep moving forward. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the and that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.